Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. I want to start this episode off by saying thank you so much to all of you that have been listening throughout 2023 and even before 2023. This year has been very difficult for me in terms of being consistent with recording episodes and posting them. Life has just been very busy and honestly, I just did not have the capacity, the time, the discipline to squeeze, you know, episodes in. And there were definitely moments this year where I haven't felt as creative, where I have kind of just been really figuring things out about where I want to take this podcast, about do I want to continue in the format I'm doing it now? And I just want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those that have left reviews and just those that have just listened anonymously. (laughs) I really do appreciate it. Today's episode is something that I've wanted to speak about for a very long time. This is quite a personal thing that I'll be sharing in today's episode, but I'll also be giving you some practical tips because the experience that I had is not necessarily something that you may have or will ever experience, but I do think it's definitely a situation that we can draw from, that we can learn from, and you can learn from my pearls, and which I am trying to turn into pearls, and I really do hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to be as honest as I can, and I have a few points that I do want to cover however I'm just going to be free-flowing with the conversation and I don't even know how I'm going to feel as I'm recording this because it's the first time that I've really spoken about this experience in any of my public platforms in a very transparent and clear way so this should be interesting so do bear with me as I said I don't have like a script for this episode I'm just going to be open and honest and transparent And as you can see from the title of this episode, I'm speaking about leaving a toxic environment. And I wanna focus a lot on the reasons why we stay. When you're in, it's very easy when you look at someone else's situation to judge them and think, why is that person still in that relationship? Why is that person still in that job that they clearly hate? (laughs) You know, why is that person still in that situation that they're not happy and it's just so evident that it's time to leave, it's time to do something new, it's time to just make that difficult decision. Now, when you're not in this situation, and I'm definitely guilty of being judgmental in this aspect to other people, it's very easy to judge and have all the answers and think, you know, why is this person still there? Why are they making these decisions? But until you are actually in that situation yourself, It's very easy to be overly critical and have all the answers when it's not you, but sometimes we can also find ourselves in these situations, but sometimes just in a different kind of setup or a different aspect of it. And so for me, I found myself in a toxic environment. I have been in toxic workplaces throughout my career. I've been in quite a few (laughs) actually. And I never really thought at that time as I was going through, let's say those experiences where I was in toxic workplaces, I never thought that I was also in other toxic environments. I've not had many relationships in my life. So I wouldn't really say I've been in many toxic relationships because I've not had many relationships. And so what I'm going to be speaking about today is a toxic environment that I was in for 10 years. 10 long years, a whole decade. And it's so funny now when I look back and when I share experiences and when I speak to people that have been in similar situations or even people that have never experienced this, it's very interesting now speaking about it and looking back on the situation and remembering the red flags that I saw over the years that I either ignored or I made excuses for, I just didn't even really recognize what they were. So 10 years ago when I was 16, I started attending a church 
And at that time in my life, I, I've always grown up going to church. I've always grown up in a Christian environment. My mum is a Christian, well, my dad's a Christian too, but my, I'd say my mum was more um, practicing in her faith and she'd always speak to, me, speak to me about God and we'd always go to church. I was always, there wasn't a Sunday I can recall growing up where I didn't go to church unless I was sick or there was just some extraordinary event that meant we just weren't going to church, it was quite rare. And so I've always grown up believing in God, but it was when I got to the age of 16 that I really, I was very depressed one, I wasn't in a good space. And at that time I was tired of living a double life. I was going to church, I believed in God, but I wasn't really fully committed in my faith. And I just felt very conflicted in who I was and who I wanted to be. I wasn't happy within myself. There was just a lot of things going on in my life at that time. And I remember that year when I turned 16, my birthday's in January. So it's always at the beginning of the year when I turn a new age. And I remember saying to myself, like, I want my life to be different. And so, Fast forward a couple of months, a friend of mine had invited me to this church, to the youth group. Um, they would do a lot of events and stuff like this. And so I went to this and for me, I thought, wow, this is like an answer to my prayer. You know, I'd been to many churches, but a lot of the time there wasn't really a lot of young people that would go, or there was like a few, but there wasn't a lot, there wasn't a vast majority of young people my age who seemed like they wanted to have a, a relationship with God. So this was quite different and quite, um, intriguing to me plus my friend was going and a lot of people from my school at that time were going as well and so I started to go to this church at the time I was going to a different church with my mom so I was kind of going to both but then after a couple of months I decided you know I'm gonna stay in this church and my mom was always supportive she'd visited the church a few times and there was a couple of red flags for her she'd say a few comments like mm, it's a bit cultish with certain things but again the kind of person I've always been and now I'm learning that and I, I have worked on this I've learned that I was very strong-minded, I was very stubborn in my thinking. And <laughs> probably if I wasn't as stubborn in my thinking, I wouldn't have stayed in this toxic church for 10 years. However, I thought, you know, this is a great church. I know best, what, what does my mom know? Like, she don't know nothing. Um, this was some of the, the thought in my mind, you know, when she'd make co comments about certain things. Now looking back on it, she was definitely right. You know, sometimes moms are, I wouldn't say moms are always right, but most of the time, moms are right. And in this case, she was right. So I started going to this church now. Um, as I said, I was 16 at the time. It was like, it was I was in year 11. So leaving secondary school or high school, if you're American. And it just seemed like it was all perfect timing. It all seemed like everything was aligning. Fast forward a couple of years, I was there for 10 years, right? And in that time... Over the years, there were certain things that I would see in terms of how people were treated within the church. There was a lot of verbal abuse that would happen. There was a lot of coercive control, especially when it came to finances and giving within the church. You know, the Bible does speak about giving and being a cheerful giver. And unfortunately, this and some of these kind of verses were often taken out of context and people were coercively controlled to give large amounts of money. And most of the times this was way beyond their means. And I know personally of people who have gotten into debt because of offerings they have given, which they couldn't afford, or sacrifices they have made as a result of things they've been taught to do in the church, which was just wrong. And as I said, you know, I'd see these things and I think, mm, there are certain things that would be preached by the pastors, which, 
in which they would take verses in the Bible out of context. And even within myself, there were times where I'd hear certain things and I'd think, "Mm, I don't think that's what that verse is really talking about. So over the years, I had learned to separate what I believed to be true and what I thought was just the opinion of the church or the opinion of the pastor themselves. And I think sometimes there is a danger that lies, especially if you are someone that is new to... um, your faith, let's say in Christianity, if you're a Christian, I think most of my listeners may be Christians or maybe you just don't believe in God or who knows, whatever your um, beliefs are, it doesn't matter. But my point is a lot of the time, if you are someone that's new to the Christian faith and if you haven't grown up going to many churches, you would just kind of come to this kind of church and then you'd think, okay, this is just how it's supposed to be. And if you don't have a lot of background on theology or really having an understanding of the bible and what certain verses mean and the context i think one thing that i learned over the years and especially now which is super important is context i think sometimes people they take certain verses from the bible just to support their opinion on something or to use that as a tool to judge and criticize other people but they don't look at the bigger picture and the context of it and that is definitely one of the things that this church was guilty of it would take a lot of bible verses out of context to manipulate to put people down and to also control people sadly and this is just the reality of it but as i said there were things that i would hear that i wouldn't necessarily accept for myself but you know i was going there i was looking at the good sides of it you know i I had made some friends there you know i'd look at some of the good things that i thought the church was doing and i think oh you know but we help people we do this we do that so it can't all be bad and quite honestly i don't think i ever really allowed myself to be critical in assessing whether this was a healthy environment or not again i started going at 16 that's not something was in my language like is this a healthy environment i wasn't thinking about that i was just thinking about you know being surrounded by people my age and having an environment where i felt i could grow in my faith and having people around me on a similar journey as i got older time had passed i started to realize that this environment was toxic this environment was not healthy and 2020 for me was a pivotal year for me to really face the fact that i needed to get out of this environment because really and truly i had found myself in a cult now this is quite difficult for me to say knowing that my listeners are going to hear this knowing that maybe some of my friends might hear this some of my family might be listening to this but honestly this is just the truth and this is the reality I'm someone that I like to, I like to look at the facts. (laughs) I like to analyze the facts. And if you've been listening to me from the beginning of this podcast, you'd know that I love to look at the dictionary definition of words. And when I looked at what a cult was, and if I compare the church I was going to back in 2020, it's a cult. And it's very, it's a tricky thing to say, right? But it's the reality. It's, especially for anyone, if maybe you're even listening to this podcast, right, and you go to this church, or you knew me from this church, hearing that can can even feel like you want to defend it, but the truth needs no defense, right? If we go by um, definitions and the characteristics of a cult, the church I went to was a cult, and it's quite hard to say that, knowing that I spent 10 years of my life there, knowing that my early to mid-20s was there, knowing that I had so many pivotal life events there, 
but it's the reality. I got married in that church. I, I met my husband properly and got to know him in that church. My wedding pictures, when I look back on them, that church is there. So it's not easy. And even some of my closest friends I met in that church. So it's not easy for me to admit that, but it's the reality. It is what it is. But anyway, so 2020, as I said, was a pivotal year. And I think for me, what did it was having that time to pause. Because another thing was at that time, I was constantly busy. I was working. I spent a lot of time in church. I had a lot of responsibilities within the church. And so my life was very busy. It was go, 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 right? It was go, go, go. Rest was not in my vocabulary at that time. Trying to be balanced was not really there. I mean, it's something I wanted, but actually being able to be balanced with my time was very difficult because I had a lot of responsibilities. I was newly married as well. There was just a lot going on. And the way that church was, there was there was a schedule. There was always something going on. There was always an event. There was always something happening. And you were always expected to be available. And the kind of person that I am when I'm committed to something and in my thinking then it was like everything I'm doing, I'm doing it for God. And sadly, sometimes that zeal and that desire was taken advantage of when I look back on it but I digress. And so having that time in the pandemic, especially when we had the lockdown and everything stopped, we had to be at home. I wasn't as busy. I had time to think. I started to realize that, oh my gosh, I'm in a very toxic environment. I started to realize, you know what? I actually do not miss this church. I do not miss the majority of these people that I spend so much time with. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is very strange. How can I not miss something that I spend so much of my time in? And it wasn't because something was wrong with me or, you know, I had strayed from my faith. For anyone Christian, you know, these kind of terms will make sense to you. If you're not, this episode will really just kind of give you an insight, I'd say, into this is not a norm. Situations like this do happen, but this is an example of a unhealthy environment. And I can now say two years later, thankfully, that I'm in a lot more... I'm in a more healthy environment in terms of a church that I'm going to now. I'm in a better place. So there is light at the tunnel. We're going to get there. And so thinking about, you know, how can I not miss this place that I spend so much time, effort, money (laughs) being in? It doesn't make sense. And I started to realize that, you know what, you don't miss it because this is a toxic environment. You're constantly living in a state of anxiety. You're constantly busy. You don't have time to really think for yourself. And I realized that, oh my gosh, I need to get out of this place. But before I got to that point, one of the key things actually now when I remember that made me realize it was time I needed to get out of that place was I started to feel very fearful about inviting people to this place. There was always events, there was always something. And there was new relationships I started to build in 2020, even though we were in the pandemic, you know, but online, people that I was reconnecting with. And I would just kind of feel like, oh my gosh, I cannot invite this person to this place because it is not a safe and healthy environment. And I was thinking to myself, this was something I recognized, but I didn't really face it to be like, okay, if this is not a healthy environment for someone else, why do I think this is a healthy environment for me? But I never, I wasn't ready at that time to have that conversation because as I said, I had been there for 10 years from 2020, from 2011, I left in 2021. So 10 years of my life, my formative years as from a teenager to an, a young adult to mid twenties was there, you know? And so I wasn't ready for that conversation. So months passed and this feeling was still there. There were things I was seeing with how the church dealt with COVID or (laughs) lack of dealing with it and just how they were treating people, 
just their actions, the things they were blatantly showing to me and showing to people in the church, how they handled the Black Lives Matter and all of these things, just how they treated the people that are supposedly their members, people they should actually care about. It just made me think, yeah, this is really not a healthy environment. So 2021 came now and there was a day, this is the funniest, when I when I actually share this story, it's quite funny. Back in 2021, people were on Clubhouse, that was a thing. I don't know if people still use Clubhouse now, but I have not been on, I don't think, since like 2022. But I was in this Clubhouse room and I think they were talking about vulnerability and I don't remember what they're talking about. But after this Clubhouse room, I was, I remember sitting on my bed, it was a Thursday, I think. And in that moment, I thought, you know what? I'm out here talking about vulnerability, but I need to be real with myself. There is something that I know that I need to talk to God about. I need to vocalize and I need to deal with. And it was the realization that I need to leave this church. I need to leave this toxic church because it's not healthy and I cannot stay somewhere that I'm blatantly seeing things that are wrong and I'm seeing a resistance for change to happen. I'm seeing a resistance in the leadership of the church in t- to changing, to actually taking people's experiences seriously that have been through spiritual abuse in the church, have been through um, verbal abuse from leadership of this church. I can't be in an environment where there are things that are blatantly wrong, immoral, not um, Christian at all and still be here and just be like everyone else gossiping about it. I can't do that. And so I had that conversation. And in that moment, I remember praying about it. And I just, I don't even think it was a long prayer to be honest, but I just knew that it was time for me to go. And after that, I was decided, I spoke to my husband about it. I told him that, yeah, I need to go, explain my reasons. The following day, I spoke to my best friends. I called them on WhatsApp. We had a little video call and I let them know that girls, I am leaving, this is my reasons. And slowly with my close friends, I started to let them know why I was leaving. And going back to the title of this episode, why it's hard to leave a toxic environment, there's a couple of things I have written down that I want to touch on. I think one of the reasons why sometimes it's so hard to leave a toxic environment, firstly, is it's within your comfort zone. It's what you know. And as humans, we like to be comfortable. I don't know anyone that loves being uncomfortable. We like to be comfortable And even though you can be in a bad situation, when you are comfortable in it, it can be a lot easier for you to stay in that environment because it's what you know. And it being your comfort zone, whatever this toxic environment may be, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, your family set up, whether it's a work or your career, or even just some kind of relationship you formed with yourself and something else, whether it's a substance or a person or a dependency on something that is unhealthy, we often stay in these unhealthy environments because it's what we know, it's our comfort zone. And also if you've been in similar situations to this over and over again, it becomes normal to you. And sometimes you don't even realize something is toxic because it's normal to you. And that's why I think it's really important for us to not always strive for what's normal because sometimes what's normal or perceived to be normal can be toxic. And it's just so important for us to kind of take a step back sometimes when we are in certain situations and really look at, is this healthy? Is this a good situation? Is this something that I would desire for somebody I love and care about to be in? And if the answer is no, it's probably not a safe environment. And another reason as well that I find that we stay in these toxic environments and why it's so hard to leave and make difficult decisions is because of the connections you've made. In my example, the connections I'd made, the friendships, I mean, my husband I met there, and I've also seen how in relationships, 
that were formed in the church when one partner would leave. I've seen how the church can often treat the partner that stays or even the way they'll speak about the one that has left it with a lot of negative connotations and even it can cause a big divide. So that was definitely something that could have stopped me from making that decision. However, I didn't, thank God. And it didn't affect my marriage in a negative way, but it could have. If we were two different people who didn't think for ourselves or didn't have a marriage that was built on a foundation outside of just the church we went to, our marriage would not have survived that situation. Also factor in the fact that we were still in the pandemic, things were opening up, things were starting to open up a bit more, but it was still a pretty isolating time. But thankfully it didn't affect our marriage in a negative way. And actually it strengthened our marriage because at that time it really, now that we can look back on it, it's like that could have actually broke our relationship. That could have actually affected us negatively because there were negative things said about me, warnings um, said to my husband from people that were still attending the church. And you, for you listening, you might think, oh my gosh, that is crazy. But this was reality. And also these things were things that I was very much expecting which even shows that in some ways I was very much aware of the situation that I was in, but I just didn't call it. I just didn't vocalize that this is toxic because again, a lot of the things that I'd seen over the years had become normal to me. They had become normal. There were things that were not out of the ordinary. And so I wouldn't necessarily react as I would now (laughs) looking back on it because it was normal. So sometimes the connections you have, the relationships you have, that fear of if I leave, are my relationships going to be sustained? Maybe you're in a relationship where you've got friends together, you've you've got connections, you've got in-laws now, and it can be difficult for you to make that decision of I'm going to leave this relationship because that fear that you're going to lose those connections, you're going to lose those people, you're going to lose or even maybe opportunities if you decide to make that difficult decision to remove yourself from that environment. And there's also the fact that You don't know what's gonna happen when you make that difficult decision. The fear of the unknown is also another thing that often keeps us in toxic environments because we're afraid. We don't know what's gonna happen when we leave. We don't know what to expect. And quite often we're gonna expect the worst. We're gonna think my life is over. Nobody's gonna love me. I'm not gonna have any friends anymore. I'm not gonna have friendships as I had previously. And it can be so, so difficult because you're looking at what you have, but not realizing that what you have right now is actually not even healthy anyway. (laughs) So even if you're to lose and never find something like that toxic thing, there is something healthier and better and more wholesome out there for you if you just make that difficult decision. I do apologize if there's any background noise. I, it's been so difficult to record today. There's been so many distractions, so many noises around and the soundproofing in the UK houses, let me tell you, it is terrible, but we're gonna press on, we're gonna press on. And also the last point, which I wanna kind of wrap this up with, well, I say wrap up, but I might be another 10 minutes, (laughs) we'll see, is this sunk cost fallacy of it all. When you look at the time you have invested into that thing, into that relationship, into that career, into whatever it is that you know that you're in that is toxic and it's time for you to make a change, that can be difficult. I think ultimately, Quite often, this is what it boils down to. Quite often, this is why people stay in abusive and toxic relationships because they look at the time they have invested, the effort they've invested, sometimes the money they've invested, the vulnerability they've invested, 
just the parts of themselves they've given into that relationship to then make that difficult decision to say, do you know what? I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm starting again. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to make that difficult decision to resign or whatever it is. It's not easy when you look at the time you've invested. Now, if I look back, I invested 10 years of my life going to that church. Time that I've invested, events, family events that I didn't go to, friends or family events, time with my mum that I didn't take um, advantage of, time with my dad that I didn't take advantage of, time for projects I wanted to do and that I didn't do. And this is why I say that it's easy for us when we're not in these situations for us to look at it and judge and think, how can this person still be in this situation? And it's easy for us also to find ourselves in a very similar situation or maybe a completely different situation, but equally it's a but equally it's a situation in which we need to also make a difficult decision. And making that difficult decision two years ago to leave that toxic church was hard, but it was necessary. And looking back on it now, looking at how things have unfolded and hearing and seeing how what how much worse this church has gotten, I'm so grateful that I had the courage back then to decide that, do you know what, it's time for me to leave. And even over the years, there were droves of people. People would always leave. It was always a revolving door. And this does happen in churches where a lot of people leave. However, the reasons that people would leave, when you look at it, was pretty toxic, you know? And even how people were treated and spoken about when they had left. That in itself was testament to the fact that it was not a healthy environment. But sometimes if a situation hasn't directly affected us, it's easy for us to make excuses. It's easy for us to kind of ignore and pretend that we can't see certain things. And quite honestly, that's what I did. There were certain things that I never personally experienced. So it was easier for me to make excuses or to try to see the good in the situation, even though really and truly I needed to leave. But I do believe that the time I left was the right time for me to leave. And now looking back on it, there was definitely things that I saw over the years that should have really made me think, you know, you need to really reassess where you are, but I didn't. And all I can say now is that I will learn from that um, experience and that I will never allow myself to get into a situation like that again. There are so many things that I have taken away from it. And the first couple of months of leaving, it was hard. It was a journey. It was it was very difficult because I'd never really navigated a situation like that before. I've never really experienced a deep loss, like losing a loved one that I really care about. But it was very similar from what I know of hearing people talk about the grieving process. There was moments in my journey from leaving that church where it was like a grieving process. There were moments that I was angry when I looked back on sometimes even the way that I was treated or other people were treated and my me doing nothing about it and just staying or even just recalling and remembering some of the manipulation, I would just be so angry or even just realizing that some of the things that I was taught were wrong and now I need to unlearn all of these things. It was just a really, really awkward and difficult situation to navigate. And when my husband also left, it made it a little bit easier because he was also going through his own journey and he could relate to it and we could speak openly about it because we'd both gone through it, but in very different ways. And there was a lot of healing that needed to happen. And I'd even say now, two years later, I'm still healing. There are still certain things that do still trigger me that if I do see, I'm like, oh, cringe. 
change. You know, it's, it's a journey. It's a healing journey. And I'm just very grateful that I was able to get through it and I'm still here. And the person I am today, I, I prefer this person. I, this whole situation has helped me to be a lot less judgmental. It has helped me to be more empathetic to people that may be in similar situations or even in a different situation. It's, I think just in general, it has restored um, humility in me as well. It's made me realize that I can also be vulnerable. I can also be a vulnerable person as well. Because if you'd asked me if I thought I would be a vulnerable person that people could take advantage of, I would never have said yes. But when I look back on the situation, this was the case. And it's not always easy to admit that. It's not always easy to admit that you also played a part in someone else's trauma and someone else's bad experience. But it's something that I'm choosing to go forward with honestly, authentically, and really just learning from it. But it's not easy. It, it's, it's hard. And even the fact it's taken me two years to be able to speak openly about this, you know, that says how difficult it has been. I wasn't really sure exactly what I was going to share in this episode and what I wasn't going to say, but I just wanted to start off this conversation and I just wanted to share this experience. I thought I've not been, I'm not recording in like two months. I got to come back with something wholesome. I got to come back with something that really just shares a different side of me. And I hope that you were able to learn and take something away from this episode. I will put a poll and I would love for you to vote if you are someone that listens on Spotify. And I want to also share a little bit of what my vision and my ideas are for this podcast going forward. As you can see from the name, The Pearls and Pearls Podcast, I want to continue to bring conversations and topics that share pearls and perils, that share things that we can learn and grow from. I want to open up the door to speak about conversations that we don't speak about often in our day-to-day lives, but I want us to learn and grow together. So if you're someone that you want to grow, but also you want to laugh along the way, you want to hear other people's experiences, and maybe you want to share your own, if you're brave enough to share your own experience on something, then let me know. I really want this to be more than just a podcast, but really to be a community, to really be a safe space where you can hear. Maybe even this podcast will be a mentor for you. (laughs) Who knows? But that's my vision. Going into 2024, I want to increase my consistency once more. I definitely want to come out of my comfort zone more. I will have some guests back on that you have heard before, sharing, you know, giving updates on things from what we spoke about in previous um, episodes. I definitely will push myself because I've been told so many times about doing video podcasts. And I know that as much as it's out of my comfort zone, it's going to allow me to reach people that prefer video that don't just like listening to audio like me. (laughs) But I will be coming out of my comfort zone more. So stay locked in, stay along for the ride. If you are listening to this podcast and you are not already subscribed on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, then this is your reminder. Subscribe. If you listen or if you have listened to this episode and you enjoyed it, please leave a review, honestly, for a currently small podcast, because we're not going to stay small forever. We're always going to grow and there's always room to improve. Leave a review. Your review makes a difference. You know how all these algorithms work. Reviews, ratings, comments, all of these things pushes the algorithm for other people to see the podcast. And also if you enjoyed it, someone else is going to enjoy it too. 
But I want to thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your week. If you are a Spotify listener, don't forget to interact with the poll. And if you if there's any topics that you want me to cover, check out the show notes. There will be um, all the information and ways that you can connect with me, that you can let me know what topics you want to hear going forward. Have a great rest of your week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It feels good to be back. But do be patient with me. I'm also trying to come back on YouTube as well. Um, But it's not easy. All of these things take time, effort, creativity. It's hard. But I'm going to challenge myself to do the hard things. I will speak with you in the next episode.